0: Lifestyle matters, it's more than money.
1: I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popwich. How you doing? Hi Faisal, I'm good, how about you? Good, did you get uh, any... Joe Swift tickets? Did you?
0: The follow-up, well, we were on the verified list, everybody I know, and none of us won the lottery.
1: That's too bad.
0: The aftermarket looks ugly. I'm
1: actually laughing because now you have to go the aftermarket, I love it.
0: I did get I did get texts after last week, so the follow-up on this week is gonna be funny. So getting
1: texts, what, you're gonna... Just so you know, because mm-hmm. I, I wanna help you out here. Mm-hmm. There are apps out there mm-hmm. that you can go on and they're called like last minute tickets. Mm-hmm. People can't go to concerts last minute. They throw their tickets out there and they try to get whatever they can get for it. So you can just pick up a last minute ticket.
0: Oh, and just jump on an airplane with a whole bunch of people. Absolutely. And find a comedy. No. I
1: just want you to be no. committed to actually buying no. a ticket. Either I got to tell you
0: what we were, because you and I were talking about this. so I'll share this because the aftermarket tickets in Toronto, who knows if it'll come down. We're crazy. Crazy. Crazy prices which actually we started looking internationally. Cheaper. I can probably go to Switzerland and do it cheaper. Look at that. I can probably get an experience in Switzerland plus see Taylor Swift for the price of a ticket. Anyways,
1: that's- So, so doing it cheaper. So let let me put a segue to that part. Okay. You know, possibly selling your rental property or your vacation mm-hmm. home this year versus next year might be cheaper for you. Right. Tax wise. Right. You know, maybe looking at a portfolio and realizing some gains this year versus next year might be Cheaper for you, tax-wise. There's
0: been some recent changes to the tax code. We know it's going to ha- take uh, take change in like 2024.
1: Week. That like could happen
0: this week. That's right. That could affect you. You could be one of those accidental high income earners and, and be paying tax. Stick around for that. We're going to bring gonna our tax expert team. on that yeah. for
1: sure. And then, you know, there's there's also an interesting piece that's come along. Our, our industry has evolved um, over the last, call it five to ten years where financial plans and financial planning has become more part of what an advisory service like ours or many others out there do and talk about. And so what most of our industry looks at is using a financial plan, I'm gonna use the word financial calculation. Yeah, that's a better better term. As a mechanism or a tool to sell you something come do a plan with me. I'll tell you how your life will look. You Can you reach your destination yeah. of retirement? Yeah. And then invest with me or give me your money or do these certain things. And that will become a reality. Right. And I think what people are hesitant to do is do that plan purely because all it does is talk about, can I reach my destination? Okay,
0: so let's go back. 10, 12, almost 15 years ago actually, you and I correct, started to focus on uh, uh, financial planning. Now, fast forward from there to today, about 30% of Canadians have a financial plan. But it's a static document, to your point, that answers the question, can I do it? Yeah. Highly dependent upon the uh, assumptions correct. that you put in the plans. Correct. Because okay? I can always get a yes, you can do it when I when I uh, work with the assumptions. So. The, what we've done is we've we've now got, at least as an industry, some adoption of the fact that there should be some wealth planning being done, but it's being done in a very static okay, way that is essentially, as you said, a financial calculator.
1: And so here's where I have, I, I make an, <clears throat> a, a note about what's happening. If I wanna go and travel to some destination in the South Pacific in Asia what your bucket list somewhere Trippets. way yep. far away never been cool. there it yep. um, sounds cool yep. I call up my travel agent or I go online and I go can I do this here's my budget yep and my travel agent says to me yes you can the stress isn't happening up until I buy my ticket well now you know you can buy you buy your ticket so the answer is yes okay. So here's my money, Right. put me on a plane, put me in a a place to stay, great. The anxiety and stress happens the minute after you've purchased your ticket. Because it's
0: not just about flying to a destination. It's not just the destination. Correct. It's the journey of getting there and through that experience.
1: Correct. Think about everything you worry about, and you're more of a worrier than I am when it comes to traveling. Yeah. How big's the plane? How many people? How do I, do I get live flat beds? Do I, who does my, you know, do I have to listen to the people behind me talk? Is there a baby on board? All the things about the plane. Then what do I pack? Are you saying like I'm an old curmudgeon? Yeah, yeah, basically. And then (laughs) there's, there's, there's all about what I have to pack and then all what I'm going to be doing there and, (laughs) and all of this and all of that, like you're worried or concerned or figuring out all the stuff through the journey.
0: Right. So, so you think about that. I think about Maddie. She's a good example, my wife, right? Once we've decided where we're going to go, then she has to ask, what are we going to do? Because she has to work backwards from that to figure out what she's going to pack. All of this stuff starts happening. There's a detail.
1: So let me give the example of of that towards our industry. We have done, as an industry, a pretty good job of helping people understand what the destination of retirement looks like. Can I retire? Yes, you can. No, you can't. If you can't, here's what you need to do. Okay, so we're pretty good at that. But people look at that as a static destination. We know retirement is a journey. So what happens the minute after you get the response? Yes, you can. Okay, well, what about the other concerns I'm going to have through my retirement? What about my income? What about my taxes? What about my health care? What about my family dynamics? What about all the other issues that come up through the journey of retirement, not the destination of retirement? And that's what I think when people say, I have a financial plan, do you have a financial plan or financial calculation? Yeah. And if it's a calculation, you're treating retirement as a destination. If you have a plan, you're gonna encompass all the issues to help you through your journey, not to your, right. To your destination. Right,
0: and by the way, it's, it's a singular destination that we're talking about, sticking with your travel analogy. Are you only going to travel once? Are you gonna travel more than that? Yeah. because that might impact the kind of luggage you have to have, the other pieces that they're you They're more than around. one
1: destination, yeah. That's exactly retirement right. Retirement is not a, not a point in time. Right, It's a phase right. of your life. Right. And so it could be as long as 30 years in many cases. Yeah. 30 years, think about how your life is gonna be in the first 10 years of retirement. Years 11 to 20, right. years 20 to 30, right. they're gonna be different. Yeah, And anybody knows a 70 year old versus an 80 year old versus a 90 year old, what they do is completely different. So you can't have a destination.
0: Right, you have to have a journey. And the journey evolves, right? The journey evolves. So the financial plan, let's go back to that. That's where we started. We think, I I personally think it's a very important piece of the total planning because it's a, I call it the nexus document, right? It gives structure to the conversations and the strategies you can put in place. With a family and with an adoption rate of 30%, and most of that 30% being a financial calculator, we have got a long way to go to help people, to help Canadian families uh,
1: enjoy that journey, maximize so, it. So step one, yes, a financial plan is a good starting point. Yeah. But a financial plan is not a calculation. It's a it's a working document through your journey. Correct. That's why we do it. That's why our clients, all of them have jumped on board and saying, yes, we need to get this done. People just wanna know the answer to some simple question like, can I retire? That's easy to do. You can right. do that on, on, on a, an application on a phone. Right. But let's talk about them. Cuz when
0: we get resistance, new person comes and talks to us. "Dave, I know I have enough money to retire. Why do I need to do a financial plan?" Right? One because they're only thinking about does it answer the question can I retire? Wait a second. What about tax planning?
1: What about family planning? What about family planning? The transition of assets intergenerationally. What about health planning? Right. What about caring for people that are not in your home? Right. Like, it's unbelievable what the things people will go through um, when you just think about retirement as a destination. Yep. Uh,
0: taxes are an important piece of everybody's life, not just in retirement, but it affects us during our lifetime. It affects us at the end
1: of our life. It affects our families. It affects what we can spend. It affects our lifestyle. It affects everything. <laughs> so a few things. First of all, taxes happen when you make money, when you take money, and when you die. Right. And then tax rules change almost every single year in right. some form. And that's the government way of handling Public policy and so forth, and that's I think that's a interesting piece. So now we're heading into the last half of this year. We are now going to look at 2024, and now all the buzz is coming out. Well, what changes are going to happen in 2024 mm-hmm. for taxes? What's the government talking about, and
0: what's the likelihood we might see some change?
1: Right? And so, so we're joined with Jamie Goldenberg, managing director of tax and estate planning at CIBC. Jamie, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. So let's get your take, as, and what do you anticipate for tax changes to happen? or possibly happen in 2024?
2: Well, it's hard to know because the government usually only announces uh, changes sort of at a a budgetary process, but there is one thing that we know for sure, uh, which is coming at the beginning of 2024. We just had draft legislation released days ago on the new Alternative Minimum Tax, or AMT. Now, this affects very few people, but it does affect high-income Canadians. And what the alternative minimum tax system is, is a separate system that basically recomputes your income, making certain adjustments and deductions and credits and things like that, and then calculates a minimum level of tax. And therefore, there may be situations where an individual starting in 2024 could be subject to this AMT system, which we already have, by the way, um, for the first time in 2024. That's why it's really important to Of course, take a look at the information that we put out at at CIBC, but also speak to your advisor, uh, specifically your tax advisor, if you're a high income individual. And I would say that you really have to be in the sort of top bracket, maybe earning over $300,000 a year to be affected by this. But, you know, if you have significant capital gains, if you're selling a business, if you're making large. donations of securities in kind, if you're exercising stock options, if you're buying flow-through shares, you have losses carried forward, you know, these kind of unique preference items, you could be affected by AMT. And therefore, there may be some planning that you can do this year in 2023 to avoid paying the AMT in 2024. So that's kind of a, in a nutshell, what What we know for sure is happening as of just a few days ago and the draft legislation just being released.
1: And so what are some of the the planning ideas that you think people should prepare for for this year as we head into 2024?
2: Yeah. So again, I mean, uh, specifically on the AMT, obviously, if you're going to sell a business and you're in the process of selling the business, you might want to close that sale in 2023. In other words, if you're anticipating the sale of a business that's going to generate perhaps millions of dollars of capital gains, maybe you're going to use the lifetime capital gains exemption uh, to exempt almost a million dollars of, of, of gains from tax. Uh, maybe you want to consider uh, having that gain realized in 2023 as opposed to 2024 and therefore uh, not get caught by the new AMT. I would say similarly, if you are, let's say, having a significant gain uh, and you can realize those gains this year instead of next year, but also in the conjunction with a charitable gift uh, and particularly a gift of securities, we all know that if you gift securities in kind, you get a receipt for the fair market value, but you also don't pay any capital gains tax on the entire gain. Well, again, next year, that is changing as part of the AMT. So again, you might want to speak to your advisors and see, does it make sense to, to make that gift this year in 2023 rather than waiting until 2024? And just a reminder that, again, everything that we're talking about on the AMT side is really for the high income earners or you know, even an individual who maybe has a one-time gain. Maybe they've sold their condo. Maybe they've sold their vacation property. They've got a one-time gain of $500,000. Well, that could be impactful for you and therefore very important to get some advice before the end of the year, this year, in 2023, to see if there's some planning that you might be able to do before the new rule kicks in in 2024.
1: Jamie, I think there's a lot of people who, when they heard about the AMT changes, uh, and you mentioned the high income earner. Uh, they're like, oh, I'm not a high income earner. I'm right. not in the top tax bracket. But then all of a sudden, they become the accidental high income earner. One example you gave is if you sell your condo or your real estate property, if you sell a business, some of these things that trigger a big gain yep. or a big amount of income in a certain year, you have to do some planning. So let's go down the example of a, uh, you sold your rental property, you sold your, your vacation property. There's a big gain. You're now in the top top income level. What are the concerns you have to be worried about and what should you do from a planning perspective or consider doing from a planning perspective that that you should think about doing it this year versus next year?
2: Yeah, so again, I mean, if you've sold the thing this year, you're going to be just fine. 2023, the rule doesn't apply till 2024. So what they're effectively doing you know, capital gains, we all know whether you sell stock or whether you sell mutual funds or whether you sell a rental property, capital gains are 50% taxable. Under the AMT system, they're now 80%, but starting next year, they're gonna be 100% taxable. And that's where you get into this potential for AMT. So in other words, if you are thinking of selling a property, you might wanna just run through the numbers. And if the gain is significant, in our report that's available at CIBC.com under tax taving tips, we actually go through a number of examples. And one of the examples specifically looks at the sale of a property for only half a million dollars, where you've got a $400,000 gain and that would trigger a few thousand dollars of amt now in many cases that is not a concern because you'll be able to recover the amt over a seven-year period but if you have a substantial gain because you've maybe made millions of dollars on the property or on the business then it may take some time to recover the amt if your income is very low in future years and that's where it's really important to get that advice sit down with your accountant crunch those numbers uh, and then see whether or not there is some planning to do in 2023 uh, before it's too late.
1: I wanted you to stargaze a bit in the future. And and, um, we've had this conversation, I think every single year for the past five years, Jamie, people keep on worrying about two things, change the the inclusion rate in the capital gain side and and the tax on principal residents. Do you see those one, both entering into a 2024 as a possibility?
2: Like, I don't think so. We'll see what happens on the political side, you know, with the, of course, the minority coalition government and the conservatives sort of, uh, you know, getting new power. What, what, what will they do uh, from a government side? But look, I mean, they, they've already dealt with the inclusion rate sort of backhandedly through the AMT because the AMT now will tax the highest incomers at 100% inclusion rate on the capital gains. So that's one way of handling it. And a new report that I just wrote about this week uh, from the C.D. Howe Institute looks at the impact of inflation and whether or not inflation is actually a factor in a calculator, uh, calculating a capital gain. And the authors of that report uh, from the C.D. Howe Institute uh, highly recommended the government not touch the inclusion rate on in the capital gains because it will make the problem even worse. Because, of course, when you sell something, part of the gain is attributable to inflation and we've had inflation at over 8% in the last year, right? It's come down a bit, but you know, by taxing the gain, you're essentially taxing inflation. So if the government were to further increase the inclusion rate, you're actually creating a worse problem for those whose gains are partially included because of inflation. So I don't think we're gonna see that, and certainly on the principal residence side, that seems to be a taboo area uh, with a housing crisis and all things like that. I don't see they we're gonna get rid of the exemption. They could put a limit on that gain, like a lifetime limit or an annual limit or some kind of one-time limit. Maybe it's a million dollars. I don't know what the number could be, but I don't see them eliminating the exemption altogether. Certainly not retroactively, as it would be obviously unfair to people who are really counting on the sale of a principal residence for their retirement. Nothing on
1: principal residence, most likely Mm -hmm. potentially a change with capital gains or This might be called a tax on a tax. We've never seen government do that, have we, Dave? Jamie, I want to thank you for joining us today.
2: My pleasure. Thanks, guys.
1: We've been joined by Jamie Golenbeck, Managing Director of Tax and Estate Planning at CIBC. We have an upcoming seminar talking about how you have longevity with your income, tax being one of the biggest expense items you're going to have through retirement. How do you minimize or negate that tax issues? We're going to talk about that at our upcoming seminar on Tuesday, August 15th, 7 p.m. at the Carriage House Inn. You need to reserve your seats for this. So go to morethanmoneyradio.com to register.
0: All right. Thanks for joining us for another edition of More Than Money on QR Calgary. If you're ever interested in going to this segment, past segments that we've done, you can always go uh, download our podcast, go to morethanmoneyradio.com and get access to all the content there. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.
1: David Papawich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Papawich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and invest- Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.